Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 125 for the 24th of Adar Base in Alipir. So you might have heard of this idea of mindfulness. Mindfulness is all the rage these days. Every other headline that you read about in self-help magazines and articles and things like that is all about being becoming more mindful. And this is purported to be this Eastern idea that has gained a lot of popularity nowadays. But the truth is, this isn't just something that comes from like India or China, but Judaism too speaks a lot about mindfulness. And this is going to be the topic of today. The topic of what we call in Hebrew, kavana otherwise translated as intention. And now just for context, we are still in the middle of chapter 38 of Likutei Amarim. And so if you've been following with us so far, the past few episodes, and please go back and catch up if you haven't already, uh, this idea of intention might kind of seem to be a little bit out of context in terms of what we've been talking about. And it might seem that so far with everything that we've learned to be a little bit irrelevant. And so why do I say this? So if you recall, what we've learned so far is that the main idea of the mitzvahs is the action of the mitzvahs. So we did talk about a little bit, you know, how studying Torah is really important. But even when it comes to learning Torah, it's we talked about how it's really important to speak the words out loud. And this is especially true when it comes to prayer. Prayer too, a person is only exempt from prayer when they actually speak the words, when they actually move their lips. So really in Judaism, there's this idea of the action, the action really being the main point and what it is that allows a person to fulfill God's work will here in the world. And this is because, as we mentioned, the whole purpose of creation was not just for spirituality, not for the godly soul, but rather it's for the physical world, for the physical body and for the animal soul to come here and manifest and bring godliness down here. So it's a very physical type of thing. It's all about our actions and what we do. And what we also learned about, which was in yesterday's podcast, which is really kind of like a very mind-blowing thing if you really think about it is that when we think what we what it is that we think about spirituality so to speak which is kind of the realm that I would put intention or mindfulness into is maybe the realm of the spiritual because it's not something so tangible when we talk of having intention being mindful these are more like spiritual kind of endeavors so what we learned yesterday is that spirituality and physicality are actually not as different as we might think And they actually have a lot more in common than they do not in the sense that they both are lower levels of manifestation of God. They both conceal godliness. They both come from the same place ultimately, which is klipas noga. So klipas noga, again, is this luminous husk which conceals godliness in the world. So 
everything in the world, including our souls and including the souls of all living creatures. And again, when we're talking about our souls, we mean specifically the animating soul, what we refer to as the, the, the animal soul. This is the animating force in our body. All of these things are all our animating soul and the life force within all things in the world are really of this world. And they are really not to be confused with pure unadulterated godliness they're very very much compromised so everything that we experience in this world whether it's physical whether it's spiritual is really ultimately coming from a very very constricted place within god however what we'll learn about today and this is the focus of today's class is how while that this might be true that on an essential level the spirit and the physical are really one in the same in terms of where they are coming from and their their core like original makeup However, what they are manifesting, the way that they manifest, the, the extent of what they're manifesting is going to be really, really different. And the way that the ultra is going to illustrate this is by giving an analogy of the different types of creation in the world, the different orders of creation in the world. And so according to Jewish thought, especially, specifically, especially in more like kind of mystical writings, the order of the universe is really divided into four categories. There's a category of the inanimate objects, like the rocks, the minerals, and those kind of things. Then there's the order of the vegetative, like plant life and things like that. And then there's the order of animal life. And then there's the order of the human beings. And what the ultra will explain is that while all of these are creations, so they are all coming from the same place, namely that klipas doga, nevertheless, it's very apparent to our physical eyes, and this is something that we see and perceive, that the life force within them, the way that life force manifests to a way that's overt in a revelatory way to the world is really, really, really different. Like rocks just sit there. They don't do anything. They don't move at all. They don't grow or anything like that. You know, plants grow, but they don't move. They can't like walk around. Animals do have the power of movement, but they can't speak. Humans do have that ability to speak. So each one is on a different level in terms of their ability to reveal. And what the ultra will explain is that this is comparable to the difference between when we do mitzvahs with intention and when we do mitzvahs without intention. So yes, while it's true that anytime we're doing anything in the world, whether we infuse spirit into it, which is basically what happens when we have intention or when we don't infuse this like spirit into it, it's still a mitzvah. It's still coming from the same place. However, the revelation that happens, what the extent of godliness that we're revealing through this action is totally different. So let's get into the text and see how the altar explains this in his words. And then maybe we can sum it up at the end. So here we go. So the altar says, and again, this is a continuation from the last time. So the ultra, he gave us a little introduction to this topic last time where he talks about this idea that while the body and the soul do share the same compromised light in the sense that they both have within them a very hidden and concealed aspect of God's light within them, the way in which they reveal this light, the way this light becomes revealed within them is different. So here the ultra says, because in a physical body, as well as in the inanimate objects, like actual inanimate objects, for example, rocks and dirt, then this revelation is in a way of symptom of a very, very strong symptom, a very strong contraction, that there is nothing like it in anything else. And the vitality, the life force that's contained within these inanimate objects is extremely minute to the point that 
it doesn't even have the power of growth. And then when it comes to the vegetative, to the tomech, then it's this revelation is not as as constricted to the same way because we see that vegetative things they do manifest a little bit more life force in them like we can see you know when you look at a rock versus you look at a at a plant the plant looks more alive the plant appears to be more alive because the plant is growing the the rock is not and now in a general sense says the ultra Abba, there are four general categories or four levels we can think of them so there's the domem which is the inanimate level then there's, there's the tzomech which is the vegetative level there's the chai which is the animal level and then there's the madaber the human level which is literally for a bigger discussion for another time but it literally means the speaker so the human being is called the speaker because it's a uniquely human quality the capacity to speak and to have language and these four categories these four levels parallel the four letters of the name of God, the name of Havaya. This is the Tetragrammaton, which has the four letters of uh, Yud, K, and Vav, and K. The Yud, and the He, and the Vav, and the He. And from those four letters, they come, they are influenced. So we know that like, God's name basically created all of creation. And just like there is no comparison at all to the revelation that comes from the, that that comes out through the vitality that is found within the inanimate object and the vegetative object to the vitality and to the revelation that uh, that comes out in the in the animal and in the human. So right, so there's there's a really big difference between like if you look at like plant life and and rocks and things like that, and then you look at humans and animals, there's a very big difference between the life force between them. Like we don't feel bad, for example, when we eat a carrot, right? <laughs> like there aren't any, you have a lot of vegetarians in the world who feel bad about eating animals because they feel kind of like an affinity to animals. People don't feel the same way about eating carrots or about eating salt and minerals and things like that, right? So this is because the vitality within them is manifest in a really different way. It's not as apparent, it's not as overt. So even though they all have the same light within them. And the same light that's found within them is again, it's in a way of concealment and it's vested in one vestment. And what is this vestment that it's vested within is the vestment of Noga, Klipas Noga, this luminous Klipa. So again, this is something we learned about more in the past couple of episodes. Please go back and listen if you haven't, which is you know, about this whole idea that really the light that's found within any living object, any, any object, any creature in the world is this compromised light of Noga. So just the same way that there is this discrepancy, there, there's this dichotomy between the, uh, the different levels. And we see this difference between the Tzomech, the, the vegetative and the inanimate versus the animal and the person. So too, says the Ultra Rabbit, is there no p parallel at all that we can make between the revelation and the drawing down of light that comes in a, uh, from a way of the inner part of God's will that does not have concealment and any vestments at all that is revealed in the actual mitzvahs. So meaning to say, so let's just talk about that for a second, is that, so again, so there's God's light, right? And we talked about how all of the creatures in the world all contain within them God's light, but it's contained within them in a very concealed way versus when it comes to the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs are this really unique thing because they directly come from God's will. So they are actually God's light without concealment. They are a more pure 
example of God's light. It's like, what is God's light? God's light, God's inner well is the mitzvahs. So the same way that when it comes to the concealed version of God's light, we see that there are these different levels. There's the level of the inanimate and the vegetative versus the human and the animal and things like that. So too, are there these different levels of revelation that happen when it comes to the inner aspects of God's light? So this so and and now the altar rabbi stipulates that this is not only true when we're talking about just like the physical mitzvahs that we think of as being physical like lighting shabbos candles putting on tefillin things like that but so too does this apply to the mitzvahs that have to do with speech where we use our mouth um without intention which is considered as if it's like action so like we talked about above so for example we talked about like in prayer so prayer might not be considered like you might not think of that as like an active mitzvah so much because like a prayer is something that is like more it's you know more of like something that you do in your heart or you're reading the reading something but it's it doesn't seem to be this active kind of thing but because it specifically involves moving your lips it is a very active kind of thing And so when we talk about these kind of mitzvahs, whether it's like overtly physical mitzvahs versus more mitzvahs that have to do with speech, which are still in the realm of the physical, then the altar says that there's a very, very big difference between the light that is manifest, that is drawn down when doing these mitzvahs that comes down when somebody does these mitzvahs without kavana versus when they are done with kavana. And what does it mean for somebody to do these mitzvahs with kavana, with intention, is when a person has the intention in doing these mitzvahs to connect to God through doing his will. Because God and his will are one. And so, so too is this the case if somebody has intention, kavana, during prayer and saying shema and saying the brachos and all the brachos, that if a person has these the intention while they're doing this to connect their minds and their intellect to God, then this has a very different effect. So this is the end of the, the section today. So let, let's just talk about that a little bit. So basically what the altar rabbi is saying is that there's two main ways that a person can go about doing mitzvahs. A person can go about doing mitzvahs in a way that is just kind of like without any specific intention. Like it's just like, you know, we're supposed to do these mitzvahs. So we do the mitzvahs. I keep Shabbos. I light Shabbos candles. I eat kosher. I pray in, in the morning because I have to pray. I Maybe I pray three times a day, you know, and we're praying and we're just going through the motions, which is, we're fi- it's fine. It's doing God's will. And then, but then the amount of revelation that comes about when a person praise and when a person does these mitzvahs with intention behind it with a sense of mindfulness so to speak like when we talked bringing it back to what we talked about in the beginning when a person really engages in these actions in a really mindful way this mindfulness itself imbues these acts with an entirely new level of revelation and what the altar taught us today is really a a very mind-blowing thing if you think about it is that the difference between doing these actions in a mindful way with intention and specifically what is the intention we should have is like an awareness of the facts that these things that we're doing are connecting us with God and that we want to be connected with God and that these things are a manifestation of God's will and and they are God's will. So when we have this intention, when we do these things, this is really the difference. Having intention versus not having the intention is the difference between a rock and a, and a plant versus an animal and a human. That's the difference. So it's like 
the same way that you might think of a rock and a plant, you clearly see them as different categories versus an animal and a human in terms of the life force that they manifest into the world. This is the difference between when you do a mitzvah without intention versus when you do a mitzvah with intention. So while it's true that regardless of how you do a mitzvah, you are still doing that mitzvah, just like regardless of what creature it is, it is still a creature and it comes from the same place. Nevertheless, the the level of revelation, the extent of the revelation is going to be really different with each one. So that is it for today. And we will continue along these lines tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.